Good evening, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us. We are delighted to have with us one of Grimsby Town's finest ever players. And though I am beautifully young enough not to remember, I've been happily fed beautiful material from Bruce constantly and been told by my family exactly what a a great individual we have on the line with us today. I'm joined, of course, by Ian. Ian, how are you? Good, thank you, Alex. Thank you. Good. Good. And Bruce is here as well. Bruce will take over because he's a far more ex- experienced hand at this. Older. Older, Alex. Older. Let's, let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, what we'll do is we'll do that. And then you've all been so kind to send questions in uh, for John and we'll um, we'll take the, take you through them as well. And then we'll leave Bruce to, to go through. And uh, is there an award, Bruce? I don't, do we do a digital certificate? Uh, I haven't quite got round round to that yet. Obviously, uh, this this was the next best thing at the moment that we could uh, that we could get John onto the pod and have a chat about it and uh, congratulate him on the award. But obviously, you know, I'm I'm guessing that really this goal was a it wasn't like a Jevons thirty yard solo effort. It was uh, Puckers was involved two or three times in the move, but it was a team goal really. Um, so yeah, it'll be. Uh, I'm sure he'll say it was uh, it was it was the team as well. <laughs> But um, I mean, you're more than welcome to have my Barry Connolly mug if you want to use that as a trophy. <laughs> no, I'll give that a miss. Is, that not bro- is it not broken? No, 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 no. I got given 12. Because <laughs> <laughs> someone at the club was um, gave us it for a birthday present, which was very It was one for every pint on his nightcap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just as just a general sleeper. It's a little bit uh, like the it's a little bit like the calendar, isn't it? You get to October or November these days and you're just like, is that, when you turn it over, is that person still going to be here? <laughs> Well, it certainly wasn't the case. John, it is an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining us and congratulations on on, on being voted the, the greatest goal. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. And I appreciate being voted the, the number one goal. I'll be honest, it was a firm favourite. I, I, I think the bookies stopped taking uh, taking bets the second it was uh, added. Oh, uh, right, that's <laughs> good. It was, I, th- I heard Bruce saying earlier, it was a good team goal as well. So... Um, Really? No, I'm well, just... I'll hand over to you, Bruce. Okay, no, I was just, I was, yeah, I was just going to say, um, like you say, it was a, it was a good team goal, and yeah, yeah, congratulations, John. Um, we had uh, we had over eighteen thousand votes in the competition altogether, which is pretty impressive for a club that probably would be getting about five hundred fans at the moment if we were able to get <laughs> in. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I mean, the goal was a good goal. I mean, I. Uh, it obviously was a favourite from the start. I'm just hoping JT doesn't mention it too much because he did call it about six weeks ago uh, that it would win. Um, and if we just want to have a look at it now, this was the first one in the, that you had. Taken. Cockrell away. Inside. Reese. Back to Cockrell. Chance on. My goodness, you will not see a better struck goal. Remember that one? Yeah, Doncaster FA Cup last minute, I think it yeah. was. One hey, hey, I'll just I'll just play it on a little bit longer because most of the people that are listening have seen the footage plenty of times. This one went quite a long way in the competition as well. You will not see a ball better hit than that anywhere. It's not very often you see scenes like that in the main stand, is it? <laughs> not anymore, no. But I do remember I do remember when a certain period where that you, you would a lot of the lads would go and sit that end because it was closer to the away fans. Um, right. yeah, yeah, true, I do, yeah, I do. I do remember that, but uh, but yeah, that one went quite a long way in the in the competition. But obviously, the uh, the one what we're looking for is in amongst these four hundred and fifty three goals that I've got cut. Aston, Dave Gilbert, Reese, ball inside, Cockrell, good play by Town. Gilbert with a one through the middle, 
Woods looking for it. That's a cockroach chance. Oh, what a magnificent piece of football! You will not see a better goal on any pitch anywhere in the world. That was absolutely first-class play. It started in our half, John, and I want to see that one again. I think it's fair to say Rowley and John enjoyed it as well. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, I think there's a replay coming up, which I'll just which I'll just go through briefly. Obviously, it doesn't work for for the pod too well. But I mean, like I say, most people have seen it. But I think almost everything about it was what Alan Buckley was looking for at the time, wasn't it? Passing and moving, first touch was good. Um, I think is it Dave Gilbert's little ball into Woods where he just flicks it the last layoff to you. It's almost. It's just everything's just seamless. It was, yeah. It was a great move. It was just how we played for them. I think it was two, three years. Once we got going and into a system, we were just doing it every game, really, and training like that. Some great goals. And I was just fortunate, obviously, to be on the end of it. Uh, I was looking there. I actually started deeper than I thought I did. So I'd probably run about 60, 60 yards, maybe. I'm sure uh, you could still do it. I'm right, was it just after we'd scored the second, wasn't it? I think Tommy Watson had scored, and I think it was... More or less from you their kickoff. You scored they... two, didn't you? You scored two that day. The other one was a good goal as well. Um, that, yeah, uh... Tony Reese scored the first one in the first half. And I think Tommy Watson got the second. And then Huddersfield had just kicked off. They went up, it broke down. And then we went on this, on this uh, break and scored from it. I'm sure it was I that. think you're right. This is your first goal. And then, and then, like I say, you did score again afterwards. But uh, I'll just roll it. I'll just roll this replay on again. But the touch, I think the ball to Gilbert, just, sorry, ball from Gilbert, just drops over the defender's head. Well, Town absolutely carved Huddersfield apart. This one here. Four passes saw the ball move from Town's own half to the inside left position. And if John Cockrell gets a chance that distance from goal, it's going to be on target. Those nets were good as well, weren't they? We, 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 <laughs> they we, I get regular comments on the on the coloured nets, and just at that time, obviously, we'd been promoted from the fourth to the third, um, yeah. and at that time, the club just seemed proud of itself. Um, the floodlights were painted. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, just it's just you see on the footage, and the nets were good. You know, everything was just, and obviously, gates were up. Uh, the, the, the club was on a real roll, wasn't it? And like you say, we, you know, in the crowd. I mean, I was only fifteen, but. You saw these these sort of moves, and not 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 quite as perfect as this, but you saw this sort of thing regularly. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was like when Alan first came, and I think he signed about seven of us within about three weeks, and it took a while to get going really into the system he wanted. Uh, but about halfway through the first season, Alan's first season, we were just sort of getting things going. We had that good cup run when we uh, ended up playing against Wimbledon. Uh, and that gave the club a bit of money. Signed a couple more players. Tony Reese came, Dave came, Gary Childs, and things sort of blended in really well. And we had a real good settled team. Pattern of play was good. Everyone knew the jobs, and it just went on flowing. And we shot through two leagues. No, it was brilliant. I mean, as a fan, I mean, you've just touched on it there. But I mean, I've my my notes that I've made sort of it starts off. Um, that you know, some of the younger people listening might not know that your dad played for the club, and he played you know over three hundred games for the club. In fact, um, yeah. and we we actually during the, obviously during during the competition we lost Matt Tease. Um, now I'm guessing that I don't know I don't know how much I, I noticed that you uh, I think your dad your dad left left town in 1968. Do, do you are you were you too young to remember going and watching him play? Were you were you do you remember any yeah. of that or Look, the first game I sort of remembered? My dad was his testimonial game uh, when they played Sunderland. 
and that that's only vague as well. So, but I can't remember any, I can't remember any league games. Glenn did. My brother Glenn, he remembered a few. He's obviously a couple of years older than me. Get that one in. Get that one in. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, did um, I'm assuming that over the years you came across Teasy though, did you? Oh yeah, he was sort of family friend. He he played a bit with me dad. Obviously, he was younger. My dad was coming to the end, but he had a spell because then he went. He came to Grimsby, Matt did, and then he went to Charlton. That's right, with Rod Green. Yeah, and then when he came back for his second spell, obviously my dad had finished with his broken leg. Uh, but it was a, he was a family friend. In them days, all families seemed to stick together. They had a lot of social dues, so they all knew each other. Whereas it's well, I, yeah, funny enough, I've, um, George McLean's lad follows me on Twitter, and he was George. George was sixties. He, and uh, he, you know, he was. It was actually him that sort of told me about Matt Tees because it had gone round. The, it had gone round the wives. You know, the, it, yeah. the wives. The wives were still in contact with each other. Um, and, you know, even yeah. even even going back that far, which is lovely, really. That you know that they're still. You know, and even even though some of the husbands are no longer with us, um, you know, that, like I say, it was him that actually mentioned to me that Matt had died, which is sad, and and it just seemed fitting, really, to sort of rename the competition in his honour with him being such a great goal scorer. Oh yeah, definitely so, and it's an honour for me to win it. You know, because he's a family friend, so that's nice yeah. for me. No, it's lovely, and I uh, hope he'd have been. I hope he'd have been pleased with the goal as well. I'm not sure in his second spell that he'd have got from where you got to score the goal, but that's a different matter, I think. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I've written I've written down here on my uh, on my notes. Um, tell me if I miss anything out. Uh, player, football in the community officer, caretaker manager, and assistant manager. Is that? Everything, or did you wash the kit, or did you get involved youth, in anything youth, else? Youth team coach. Oh, youth team. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're in my program. Sorry. Yeah, my. Like I say, if I miss if I miss anything out, do do correct me. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got you. You signed in the summer of 1988. Um, obviously, Alan Buckley, like you just touched on a minute ago, had just come to the club um, and had a, a literally six or seven, uh, you know, professionals signed. How um, how did the move come about? Or did you did you family? I mean, your family lived locally, didn't they? But you were were you living away or were you local? Yeah, I'd, I'd been over in Australia for a couple of years, and then I'd, I'd come back from there and I signed for Stafford Rangers. And uh, it was it was during that season, halfway through it, Alan Alan was manager of Kettering. Obviously, we played against each other, and he tried to sign me a couple of times from there, but they wouldn't do any deals. So it was only when he came to Grimsby that they could raise some money and managed to sign me. Oh, brilliant! Okay. Well, actually, funnily enough, as you, as you would as you as you mentioned, I've just um, about Australia. I uh, I was just mentioning before we started. I've um, I've managed to pull up a in the spotlight profile feature that you did uh, from the New Year's Day game against Stockport in 1990. I just thought I'd test you see how see how well you can remember your answers. <laughs> oh my um, I won't go through. I won't go through the whole lot, but we'll. Uh, um, we won't mention your greatest influence on the career because that's a bit. That was perhaps you were still playing for him then. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll maybe skip over that one. Uh, favorite yeah. fa- favorite footballer? Who would who might you have said you reckon for your favorite footballer? Uh, Brian Robson, Glenn. You really, the first couple of questions, I think you were. I think you were just being politically correct. <laughs> uh, greatest influence on your career was Alan Buckley, and your favorite footballer was Glenn Cockerell. Um, I mean, maybe, when, was, when was that? Was that New Year's Day? I must have been drunk New Year's Eve then. <laughs> Sorry, Alex, was somebody going to say something? No, I was just going to wonder if whether or not he had to answer these at the kitchen table at Christmas, and that was why. <laughs> um, <laughs> Waiting for the Christmas bonus to come in as well. I'd have been un- un- under the table with them answers. 
Right, okay. I'll just do a couple more and then I'll come back to them. But actually, um, your uh, favourite other sports person in 1990? Oh. I don't know. This is this is not, it's not what I would have had down for a footballer, but knowing how you and Sean got about the pitch, that might give you a bit of a clue. Oh, was it an athlete? Might have been. Uh, Steve Overt. Uh, Saeed Awita. <laughs> he was a long, long distance runner, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I was, yeah. Funny enough, I was never any good at that. Ah, you, were all right for, you were all right for about 40 or 50 yards with your bursts. 400 <laughs> metres, that was about my distance. That sounds, I'm, yeah, I'm sure the pre-season runs were longer than that, weren't they? Oh, there was, yeah. Yeah, I'd struggle with some of them. But, uh, yeah, your favourite other sports outside of soccer, you'd put uh, athletics and boxing. Yeah, um, yeah, I used to like watching the boxing, yeah. Yeah. But athletics, uh, I was keen on. I was keen on I, was, I, was, I sort of ran for the, when I was in the forces, I ran for the, Air Force, like, and well, uh, played football. Actually, for funny enough, your you, uh, career high spot, um, I won't, I won't, it was uh, English semi pro for the RAF. Um, combined service, it says combined services, signing for Grims, oh, and, and signing for Grimsby, sorry. So, yeah, you, yeah, you semi semi pro for the, you played for the RAF, did you? No, the semi pro was England. I played oh, two sorry. games for them. Oh, yeah. sorry, it says RAF. Sorry, I, yeah, there's, there's a, there were tiny little hyphens between it that I couldn't see. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. I represented the combined services when I was in the forces, but the two, the two, the other one was England non-league game, semi semi pro team. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and your, and your career low spot was getting sent off, and it says Australia in brackets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what, was, what was the story about? What was the um, was that who was that playing for then? That was playing was that for in team Australia. For- yeah, my first year over there, I played for a team called Inglewood Kiev in Western Australia. And uh, I had a bit of an alteration with a centre forward. <laughs> All right, we'll leave that one there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, um, yeah, so you, you know, obviously you signed in 1988. Um, and then um, the first sort of, like, as you say, I that was my first season, that first Buckley season. Yeah. And I... I've, I've written down here, obviously, the FA Cup run is what that's remembered for that culminated with the 7,000 and the Harrys at, Wim, at, at Wimbledon. Um, but the, the biggest thing that I remember, or the, 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 one of the things I remember from that season is my first home game. I went to watch us, I think, at, at Glanford Park. Um, and I think we drew 1-1 and Big Keith scored, which he, yeah. tended, to, which he tended to do in a lot of my early away games. Um, but then... My next game was a home game against Rotherham, and I don't know if you remember, but they won the league that season. Do yeah, that was a good um, and, team. They was. They, they 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 thrashed us four 0 at Blundell Park in my first home game. Um, yeah. And later on in the season, though, we we beat them three two at home in the cup in the first first round or the second round, I think. Yeah, in the FA uh, no, Cup. No, Wolves was Wolves was the first round. Sorry, you're in swinging corner against Steve Bull and and Wolves. That was right. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh... From the corner, just well, the picture you've got up now is just in the corner there. From what was it, the uh, main stand and Osman stand that corner? Yeah, the uh, um, it's the um, imp- the open it, no, open not the end bit, wasn't it? It's the cons, cons corner, cons court, constitutional, wasn't it? Because the club's on the corner. That's the one, cons, yeah, cons, cons club, corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then uh, bent it in the far top corner. Yeah, and then yeah. it's funny that because I got a load of sticks saying it was lucky, so I did it again against Red Reading to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I, I was, I remember that that season. As I say, um, the I think you played in all the in all the I looked through, and I think you played out in all in it played in all the, the cup games. Um, yeah. A lot of the lads talk about the Reading the Reading replay on the Tuesday night when Jobbers scored the winner. Remember that? 
Oh, that was right. That was away. Was that away? Two. Yeah, we, we we drew at home. We drew at home, yeah. and I think and I think I think we won two one away. Um, that was right. But uh, yeah, Job has scored the winner. A lot of town fans on a Tuesday night down at uh, down at Reading. Yeah, um, lousy night, I think, if I remember rightly. I think it was yes, chipping down. I've got the footage of all these. Obviously, it doesn't work for radio, but I will. You know, I can show you at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, as yeah long and then as obviously, got a obviously, good commentary on Bruce will be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the um, the the, um, the Wimbledon game. Um, I mean, the uh, the footage of that is. Um, I'm just hoping I've got it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Look, here you go. Big Keith, bless him. Lever on the line in front of Segers. Alexander near post. Alexander! 1-0 to the Big fourth Keith, division side. Off, bless him. And we have nice been playing was, eh? 14 and a half minutes. And behind that goal, a shoal of inflatable haddocks, a few bananas, some fried eggs, and overall... A feast of jubilation. You seen that one for recently? No, no, I ain't seen that for a long time. Couldn't really miss her from there. I put it on his head, could he? He's <laughs> 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 yeah. a good lad, though, Keith. No, he was. Nobody's got a bad word to say about him. No, um, he was, he was uh, best man at my wedding. I was best man at his wedding. Yeah, he's uh, one of his. One of his sons gets in touch a little bit. Loves the, the the family. Love the footage that we dig out. You know the old stuff. Yeah. Um. It's uh, no. It's nice. It's nice yeah, that they, it's it's nice that they enjoy it. It is. Yeah. Sad loss when he died. But um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So and, and as you say, that season, that eighty nine nine. Oh, sorry, eighty eight eighty nine ended. We just fell short, didn't we, for the playoffs? We left ourselves a bit too much to do. Yeah, I think I said earlier we uh, we didn't start off very well. It took a while to get us going. I think it was that cup run that sort of helped us get going. And uh, we had a good burst towards the end of the season, but we just missed out. But then the following two seasons, we were flying, really. Yeah, there were brilliant times. And I, and I just thought as a 15, 16-year-old that that was how it was going to be watching town. Um, but uh, no, I mean, 89-90, um, um, obviously we... Um, we, fin- we, we finished runners-up, I think, didn't we, that season um, to get promoted. Um, and you scored a goal. I don't know if you remember it, but I'm sure you remember it. Uh, against we, we came from behind to beat Scunthorpe at home in the April. That's um, it, yeah, night game, wasn't it? Yeah, really, really cracking atmosphere. About 10,000 in the ground, I think there were. 2-1, yeah. um, two, two I think, was it? I can't remember now. Yes, we, um, yeah, we, we went 1-0 we went down. Um, and this, this is yours, this is your, I think we, uh, we equalised Andy Tilson, I think, of all people. That's right, um, yeah. And, um, and, then, uh, and then this happened. Joblin will have to get rid now. Through the middle it goes. Keith Alexander just able to get the nut on it. Here's Hargreaves. Oh, it's a good-looking cross. Men in there. Chance on now. Reese holds on. Looks to pull it back. Cockrell! Yes! 2-1! John Cockrell! And Edward Brent's happy! Keith Alexander to Hargreaves. The two substitutes. What has Alan Buckley got in his pocket? We were lucky to have the likes of John Moore and Rolly Godfrey, weren't we? Commentating on our games, they're, they're, they're brilliant. They're, they're, they're just the, it gives they give people so much pleasure. Yeah, they certainly made my goals better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they uh, no, we, we were lucky, and, and we were lucky, you know, just doing the account that I do. Um, you know, Rolly Rolly started getting involved in 80, 80, the early eighties. So we've got footage from like eighty one, eighty two, and a lot of the clubs haven't got that. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, they were fantastic seasons, and uh, you know, as a fan, as a fan, it was just like I say, I just the only problem was that it just sort of set you up for the sort of how do you get much better than that, you know? Um, but uh, but yeah, they were fantastic, and and you scored uh, you scored, didn't you, in the uh, in the five one win over Wrexham as well when we went, but when Gary Bertles got his hat trick. Yeah, I did. That was right. Yeah, I think I got the. I can't remember if it was the first or the second. Yeah, it might have been the first one. Uh, I think Reece. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Gary. That Gary got an hat trick, didn't he? And I, did Tony Reece get the other one? I think that's what I was just going to say. I think Reece oh. scored as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so that was a good display. That was that was just a great display, really, to finish off the last home game of the season to get promoted. Yeah, it was it was it was good fun. It was good, like I say, it was it was a you know, and then and then the following season, the last game of the season, we had you know there were there were over fourteen thousand in, but that was a bit of a different atmosphere because Wrexham we were already promoted, but Exeter we we most certainly weren't. I think we were level on points with Bolton, weren't we, with a better goal difference? That was it. Sam Allardyce's Bolton, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean that game. I think you know, as long as we bettered their result, we was up, wasn't it? Yes, or matched it. Sorry, yeah, matched it. Um, matched it or bettered it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it wasn't. It wasn't the be- It wasn't the best performance of the season, was it? No, it was a. It's a pressure game, really. I think it was tense. The fans. I think the fans felt it as well. It was a strange atmosphere, but uh, thankfully we came through it. Yeah, it was. It was good, and uh, I've got. Uh, I don't know if I can find it just to hand now, but I've got uh, interview. I've got interviews. Um, with uh, and again, the first, you know, the first thing you think about is your dad um, on the interviews in the in the in the dressing room after you know my dad played for Town, and you you mention how how upset or disappointed he was, saddened when Town went back down to the fourth division, um, and you were you know, and you comment that you that how he's got you know you pleased for you were pleased for him at the time, and 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 all the other fans you meant you mentioned that uh, we got you know we got back up to Division Two again. Yeah, that's right, really, but that's important, I think. Obviously, my dad was a loyal player for Grimsby, as I like to think I was. Uh, and, and he was saddened when the club went down. I think it was in the second division, then they went down to the fourth uh, in consecutive seasons. So it was great to be a part that, you know, I was his son and I could help the club get back up where they belong, really. And obviously then the fans, I think, the fans deserve a mention because I was one of them. Obviously, I didn't come into the game till I was later on, but I went to a lot of games. And I was just a normal support and I've never forgot that. And I think it's important that, and, you know, I'm still the same now as a working bloke. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice. And especially for a local lad to, to score those two goals, both for you and, and for the fans, because I think the fans always have a little something special, don't they? For the, for a local, you know, a local lad, whether it, whether that be, you know, John Cockerill, Howie Clifton, Danny North, you know, any of the lads that have come through locally, you know, that people have had Johnny Rowan, you know, they've had different, they've had differing careers, but but there's always something a little bit special about seeing one of your own come through. Yeah, I think I think it's nicer, and I, and I think it's important, especially like for smaller clubs, that you have local lads coming through. Like over the years, I can think back, and there's been a lot of lads, probably similar or better than me, that never made it for one reason or other. They used to slip the net, like my brother, say Glenn. How he never played for Grimsby, I don't know, and he ended up at Lincoln. And another one slipped the net. You know what I mean? Paul Bartlett, who was in my era and that sort of thing. So there's been some really good local players and they've just slipped the net. So it's nice that I think fans enjoy someone local uh, to play for the club. And I do think they give them that extra bit of support. I, I was fortunate I had a great relationship with the fans. Whether it's the way I played, I don't know. But uh, or whether they knew I was one, I was one of them. 
So, uh, but it'd be nice now to see a bit more local players breaking into the team. I think, um, I think from the outside looking in, it seems like Woodsy and his staff are doing a good job with that. Um, you know, I, I think, I think you know, Woods, the, 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 you know, the, young, the youngsters just seem to have nothing but good words to say about Woodsy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's and, nice lad. He, he was a good player. Obviously, he came. Nick, I think two years after I'd signed, I think he Neil came and uh, good player, great touch, good awareness, and obviously I remember him, he played for Glasgow Rangers and I could see why they signed him and I think the reason why he probably didn't make it consistently he just lacked a bit of pace really. I think he, he got injured, didn't top. he? I think he got. I think he had. A, I think he had a bad. I think he had an injury when he was at Rangers, didn't he? Uh, he went I from Don, he went from Doncaster to Rangers, didn't he? Um, it, yeah, and I think I think yeah, I, th- I could be wrong, but I think he had an injury and, and lost some of his a little bit of his pace. Maybe he would he would perhaps tell us on that's maybe one for another day. We'll get get Woodsy on. Yeah, well, actually, it's worth uh, it's one of the questions was asked actually, John, when you're talking about slipping through the net and such. Um, James uh, T, sorry, I don't know your last name, said um, so you joined uh, town in '88 via non-league and into your late twenties. What happened before? Did you develop late, or was it a case of slipping through the net? Uh, I think I don't know really. Maybe I was a late developer. I was always small as a as a schoolboy, and I, I used to play out on the left wing when I was at school. I played through the Grimsby boys. They used to have Grimsby boys under thirteen, under fourteen, under fifteen. I remember playing up to under fifteen, and then it, I don't know. In them days, it was people used to look for more physical players and size and development, and I was sort of a bit behind everyone else. So maybe that's the reason why. Over the years, sort of up until I did sign for Grimsby, there's always rumours that I was going to sign or I should sign and, you know, different people's opinions, but it just never materialised. And it was really, it was fortunate, really, that I played for Stafford Rangers against Alan uh, and he tried to sign me when he was at Ketchum, Alan Buckley. And then he got the Grimsby job and, and managed to sign me. So it's a bit of luck sometimes you need as well. Sounds it. I'm quite surprised, really, given sort of, the, the, the home nature of it as well and sort of talking about youth our own Lloyd Griffiths asked I assume it's Lloyd he said um, who was the best goalkeeper, goalkeeper you taught while at St James's school cheers I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's a leading question yeah I can't remember the other lad's name <laughs> yeah now we'd sort of uh, I finished I finished playing through injury and my, my mother used to work at St James's school and there the, was never fully football orientated St. James's School in Grimsby. Uh, and the, head, the headmaster there asked me if I'd go in uh, once or twice a week to take PE. And then we sort of en- entered a competition, a five-a-side competition, and, and Lloyd was the goalie. And we got to the final. And it was sort of a, a rarity for a school like that to get to that final. It was a good little couple of years I had there at St. James. But, yeah, I thought Lloyd had mentioned that one. There's a... Um... There is sorry, a joke. In, no, it's just I'm thinking there's a joke in there about the goals being quite small, and that might be the reason. <laughs> I, nearly said, I, nearly, I nearly said that, but I didn't want. I, I let you say that. Glass houses yeah, and all. He used to fill the goals when he was a schoolboy. <laughs> but um, I think I'm staying I, in. I can't. Remember, I, I can't remember John whether because I I remember going back to when I was at school and and your mum was there and I, I did you did you come in a little bit before that for occasionally for maybe presenting stuff and I, I do remember little bits. Yeah, well, yeah, when I was playing uh, for Grimsby, there was a couple of like, uh, what do they call them, festival days or fun days or things like that. And sports days, I used to come and present the trophies, athletics days. Uh, so I always came even while I was at Grimsby. 
actually, when I took took Lloyd, it was after I'd finished playing. Yeah, he's again, he's another one, unfortunately, that's younger than me. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you were definitely, you were most definitely still playing because, uh, like I say, that that was I left in '91, so you, you were definitely still playing. But I do remember you you coming round, and I, you know, and, and and I knew that your mum was working. You know, your mum worked at the school. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, really, I'm I'm sort of getting towards the the end of your career anyway on my little my little write up because sadly the following season, having got us up to um, the second tier, um, you you only played eight times and then you were injured against Bristol City. Um, and uh, oddly enough, it's the game that I remember, not for you getting carried off, but uh, for uh, Mark Smith ran the length of the pitch to score the third. Um, what, what do you remember about that? Did you know it was bad then? And I, I don't remember the too much detail about thereafter, but you, you basically didn't really play professionally again, I don't think. No, I never, never played for the first team again after that. I, I sort of, I think it was halfway through the first half, I think, or towards the end of the first half. And I just straight overstretching for a ball, and obviously the the player came in at a different angle and just sent my left leg the wrong way basically, and uh, it just went. Uh, I knew something was wrong, that's why I stayed down. And obviously I got stretched off, went to hospital. You don't assume it's going to be the end, but it, it obviously was at the time. But I've never looked at it or never watched that game. I think Roly Roly Godfrey asked me a couple of times if I wanted the video, but I never had. I didn't want to see it. So I don't know how it looks on the video or anything like that, but no, no. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I've you know I've I've shown the game because it's an anniversary of a of a game. Um, but the, yeah, I completely understand that, and I, you know I'm sure the other lads do as well. That sometimes I, I don't listen to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny though. It's, it's funny you mentioned Mark Smith because obviously he's one of my best mates now we've kept in touch and see each other quite a bit obviously not at the moment because of lockdown but we see each other quite a lot and uh, he was in the Huddersfield team that when we beat him that night that won the goal the best goal he was in the Huddersfield team well he was also funnily enough I think it's the anniversary I can't remember today or yesterday I've shown goals um, from um, let me just see if I can pull this up this is not really it's not a good one because we lose but um, that he scored when they played when we with the beaters in the FA Cup. Um, I'm sure it was today. Oh six oh one. There you go. Oh six sixth of January nineteen ninety. We'll give we'll give Smith we'll give Smudgey. Huddersfield took an early lead against Grimsby, the old up and under, and a strong run by Mark Smith. A great start to the third round. Stop that one there because it doesn't get any better. But yeah, um, we'll uh, if he ever wants to see that one, just put him in touch with me. I want to see it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I saw him in the main stand a few years ago, actually, and uh, just said hello. And uh, and he was he was very uh, maybe maybe it was a few years ago. It might have been five or six years ago now. But does he occasionally come? Yeah, he, he comes over to see me, and then we'll, he comes over on a Friday night. We'll nip out for a couple of beers, and then go to Steels for fish and chips, and then go and watch the game. But but obviously uh, not at the moment. No, no. And then. Um, Glenn Southampton came up for your testimonial in '93. I remember. I don't remember the game, but I remember. I remember the occasion, if you like. I remember you you, you having a testimonial. That's uh, right. Um, yeah, uh, that was probably was that '93. Did you say? Uh, yeah, April '93, towards the end of the season. It's funny when you look back now, the random games, and I know you know. I mean, obviously, it was a special game for you, but how the first teamers would would turn out in in you know, especially going back even further, the first teamers would turn out for a friendly or something in in February or March. Yeah, and, uh, and then and then they'd be playing again on the Saturday, but yeah, yeah Southampton. It was, Southampton, it was they, they had a strong lineup, didn't they? Was was 
Yeah, it was good, really, because obviously I'd never played against Glenn, uh, and that was the first time I'd sort of played against him. Uh, shame it was sort of my last sort of thing I did. But they, he promised uh, to bring a strong team, and I think the manager at the time was Lou, the manager or the assistant manager was Lou Chatterley, who used to play for Grimsby. Well, didn't they? Was it? Was it? I, I could be wrong. I didn't they? Um, oh no, it's Sunderland. Sorry, now I'm thinking of something different. I was thinking of the cup final in '92, but but no, right. um, no Southampton. Yeah, they and they. Um... They brought a strong team up: Tim Tim Flowers, uh, Matt Letizia, obviously Glenn Terry Earlock. Yeah, it was more or less the first team, which we, which was good of them really in midweek. Well, they, and, they, uh, and they would have had a couple of games of the season left as well. I know, yeah, yeah that's it's right, crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine? You know, they talk about too much football, don't they? Now and the, like I say, the testimonials in the in back in you know twenty five years ago, or, yeah, you know, whatever they they you know people would would turn up. Yeah, um, brought, yeah, brought a strong team. How does how do testimonials come about? Really, do like who? How do you pick the opposition? If you don't, that's a weird one that has always stuck in the back of my head. It's, it's usually if down to the player. And obviously, if, if the player struggles, then the club tend to help and see who they can get. But obviously, with my connection with Glenn, uh, I approached him to see if Southampton would come up. And uh, I didn't know if they would be able to because the season was still going and it was midweek. But thankfully, they did. And, and it was great just to play against my brother. That's great. I can imagine. That's probably the last time we ever played Southampton as well. I think, yeah, I think it possibly is. Yeah. Yeah. So, a bit foggy night, if I remember rightly. And... Uh, was it three three one? Did it finish? I think. Uh, I can tell you if you keep chatting. Um, yeah, I think it was three one. I know. I know we got one anyway. I hope so. Yeah, you'd be you'd feel a bit short changed if you didn't get a goal on your testimonial. That's what I mean. I got the one, the penalty, dodgy, <laughs> dodgy, dodgy penalty. I was going to say penalty, it must so have been a dodgy one. Yeah, doesn't say that on the scoreline, though, does it? <laughs> it's why we get. Jack, it's why Jack Lester comes back for all the penalty uh, testimonials now, isn't it? Just to win it. That's it. Yeah. He certainly get a few, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just looking now. I'm just looking now. It always really doesn't matter what the score was, but uh, but like you say, oh, here we go. Right, 1990. Let's see what your memory's like. I need my, uh, my 90. Um, if I could find a tension bed in the background, I would put it on. No, it's not. It's not going to be John Cocker will benefit. One three cockers. I don't know why I didn't. Well, I don't know why I bothered looking. No. One, 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 one three. One three, yeah. But uh, like you say, on, on those sort of occasions, it really doesn't matter, does it? No, no. It's just a good, good night for the wrong reasons, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you moved. Did you go into the community role then? Yeah, uh, football in the community. They used to have one, and I think Bobby Mitchell, if you remember him, he tried to mm. start it off and did it for a year or two, but never quite got going. So they didn't have one then for about ten years, and then obviously they wanted to start again and. They gave me the job and uh, did that for about 18 months then. And then Alan went to West Brom and that was the first spell of my caretaker manager roles. I remember I, I used to run junior football teams around then and, and you and, you know, the youngsters and things like that were, were always good. The, 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 especially the local lads were always good at coming along and presenting the trophies at the awards nights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was a popular thing that the footballing community took off, I think, obviously, because I'd only just finished playing and people still remembered me. Uh, we used to run some coaching courses and would easily fill out 100 straight away, do you know what I mean? And then at the end of these football courses, three days, whatever, it was easy for me to approach a few of the players just to come and present the prizes, which they willingly did. And often five or six had come down altogether, which was good. 
I remember Johnny Rowan was always he was always a good one. He was always I, I used to be involved with Bird's Eye, and Johnny Rowan was always he was a, one of the re, one of the regulars on the, uh, the the presentation night scene back in the back in the you know the mid nineties or whatever it would be. That was um, it, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was often the young lads, wasn't it? But they were but they were good, and they gave up the time, and that you know they'd have hundreds of photos with the kids, and and it just was good for everybody. Yeah, I think it is. I, I think it's an important role as well for the players to attend these sort of things. Because they're sort of they're the next fans coming through, aren't they? These young lads who will play. It's just got me thinking. The, the um, obviously the local, what the local lads. I mean, when you were playing, uh, obviously it doesn't matter names and numbers, but what sort of proportion lived locally and what travel? Because we seem to have had at town, and I mean whether it's the shorter contracts or whatever. But in the last sort of, I don't know, fifteen years or so, we, we seem to have had a lot of players travelling in every day. Now I know. You know how many? How what was it, what was it like in your day? How many live locally compared to away? When I first signed, Alan made everyone live locally, and it was only when uh, Gary Bertels came. He used to just come twice a week. It, obviously, Gary was older, a bit more experienced, so we let him just travel from Nottingham. Uh, and then the following season, we signed Paul Futcher. And he did the same. He was he just came in twice, Tuesday and a Thursday, and then obviously for a game on the Saturday. Uh, and they was allowed to travel. And uh, and Jim Dobbin, he was from Doncaster Way, so we'd get come in with Paul Futcher. But when I first signed for Grimsby, Alan made everyone live local. There was no no travelling from any of them. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember back then. What sort of how long was your first contract? What sort of what sort of length of contracts were people signing in those days? When I signed for Grimsby, mainly it was two year contracts. Some got one year, some two, but it was never above that. And then uh, I played one season and then it was usually a case of renewing again. So you sign a new two-year one, if you know what I mean. Yeah, this is where this is where we've, there's been a lot. Of, we've, we've lost a lot of player, player of the years because we've let contracts, you know, run down. Into, obviously, it's different now with the Bosman and stuff like that. But we've, yeah. I'm sure the lads will agree. We've, how many years in a row did we lose our player of the year? Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, Mac is the only one that stays around. <laughs> yeah, he seems to, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's he's, he's testimonial. Is it next year? Um, is it Alex? Is it, uh, Ian? One of you? I, yeah, and I think he is due in the next sort of eighteen months or so now. Yeah, nice lad. Him, I've met him a couple of times at different dudes. He's, he's a nice lad. Mm. Yeah, he always seems pop. Always, you know, popular with the fans and with the and with the players. Um, you, you touched on it a minute ago, but you you caretake a spell. I I remember this clearly because we're now getting to the realms where I was a bit older, um, and uh, I can join in now. 1994, <laughs> Alex, are you the first the first caretaker? Spot? No, okay, I'll go away. I'll talk to you in a bit. <laughs> um, but uh, next one, next one. I've, again, I've I've got I've got oodles of footage of this era because there's a there's a, a gentleman. Do you remember um, Do you remember Jim Connor who does a lot of the artwork? John, do you remember? Do you recognise the name or not? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, well, Jim does. He's done. He used to do all the artwork, a lot of the artwork for um, Sing When We're Fishing and in the programs, like sort of. He does caricatures. And, oh, that uh, was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he um, he luckily he recorded a lot of stuff on the off the TV around that era, um, and uh, we've got interviews with you, and we've got all sorts of stuff that we I never thought I'd find. But what sticks out for me, we, we had a really good run. I mean, I'll, I'll let you tell us about it if you can remember the details. But it just was a we, we, it was a purple patch, wasn't it? That first caretaker spell you had. It was, yeah. I'd sort of, it came about because I was doing the football in the community, but I used to do the School of Excellence as well for the club. And I took the School of Excellence and then I'd gone, there was a reserve game on. 
So I used to then go and watch the reserve game after it. And I was sat in, in one of the boxes across the Finder's side. And uh, Mr. Carr came in, who was chairman then, or vice chairman. And he said, oh, Alan's leaving. He's going to West Brom and he's taking Arthur Mann and Richard O'Kelly with him. And uh, he just said, would you would you uh, run it till we uh, appoint someone? I said, yeah, no problems. And that's how it materialised, really. And we just had a, a really good spell. I think we had a difficult first game. I think Bristol City at home. And we managed to win that. Uh, and then I think, I can't remember if we won. Out of the seven games I did, was it one five, drew one and lost one? Something like that. It was it was a real purple patch. It's something that I highlight every year on the account. I I remember I went to I remember going to Luton on a Tuesday night. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Dave, Dave Gilbert scored twice. Um, oh, great goal, uh, one of them, wasn't it? The second one was a free kick. Um, yeah. Let me just see if I can uh, get that quickly without taking too long. But yeah, it was um, it was just a uh, a really. Um, no, I've not got it cut, but it was just a really, it was just a, yeah, I've got, I've got the footage of that game, the Luton game only recently. And, and I just remember just, we just went Tuesday night and we just went down to Luton and we just played, we, 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 we were just full of confidence, weren't we? Yeah, that was it. I th- yeah, it was sort of, it did help because I'd, I'd not finished that long, a year or 18 months. And obviously you still knew all the lads and that's most of them was the lads I played with. And I came in and it was just, they gave me the respect I deserved, you know what I mean, for doing that role, which you need as a manager. And they just gave it their all for me, which, you know, I was honoured about. And uh, results went. And other than, I think it was, we lost at Stoke. One game out of the seven. Didn't play very well at all. But other than that, they gave everything they could I went, have done for me. I went to that as well. I think we lost 4-0. Um, but um, the 94-95, wasn't it? Um, your first yeah. game was Bristol City. Gary, Ch- oh, Gary Charles scored a flying header, didn't he? Um I remember it was 1-0. Yeah, we won 1-0. Then we drew at Southend. Uh, then we won 2-1 at Luton on a Tuesday night, the one I've just mentioned. And then if yeah. you remember, if you remember, we beat Brian Robson's Middlesbrough. And, that, and that's, yeah. the one where, that's the one where Robson said we should be beating teams like Grimsby before the game. And you didn't have to really do a team talk, I wouldn't imagine. No, you've just reminded me about that because he was one of the players I admired when I played. When I was younger, I sort of liked him just the way he played. Obviously, he used to get the Friday evening telegraph. And he'd said a comment in there, what you've just said. He said, we expect to come to little clubs like Grimsby and win. So I sort of cut it out and I just stuck it on the notice board in the dressing room on Saturday and didn't really have to say a lot. And uh, thankfully we won 2-1. No, it was... Um... So it's strange really because I sort of lost a bit of respect for him because even after the game, you sort of invite the managers up for the, in, the, in the manager's office for a drink. But he never came up, never spoke or nothing. Which is disappointing, really. No, well, this is um, this is calendar's footage of it. We'll begin oh, with Grimsby, it's who entertained Brian Robson's Middlesbrough. Here's Will Venters and John Shires. Grimsby have edged their way unheralded onto the fringe of the promotion race, but this was a result that will have had the rest of the division taking notes. Within four minutes, Neil right, Woods right, could be ahead against second-place Middlesbrough. And only 11 minutes had gone when the Mariners, unbeaten since the departure of Alan Buckley and the installation of John Cockrell as caretaker manager, went two up. Steve Livingston's header hits a post, but Jim Dobbin is there with the follow-up. I've got a few friends who regard that first half against Middlesbrough as one of the fine, one of the best halves they've seen town play. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was non-stop. It was just attacking the pontoon end. Uh... 
and it could have been more than two, really. But I think then the second half they came on a bit stronger. Uh, if I remember, they got a penalty. I'm sure it was a penalty. I think they got. And I can't remember. Bit... We'll, we'll skip. We'll skip over that. We, we won. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, two one. But yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then it went on to yeah Millwall, and then like you say Stoke. You you said at the time in a lot of the interviews that you were just keeping going. Did you did you want the job? Did you want them to offer you the job, or did you, or were you genuinely did, did it? You know, until Brian Laws came in, what was how how did you feel about that? It was it was just sort of a day to day, game to game basis, really. That I'd, I'd agreed with Mister Carr, and I spoke to him every day, and nothing. You know, they never once asked me if I wanted the job or anything like that. Uh, I think. They had, they had Brian lined up because someone told me he was at quite a few of the games before he was actually announced. So I think it was just a matter of time uh, before they announced him. Obviously, with us winning all the time or, or not losing, they kept things as it was. So I think if maybe the results had gone differently early on, I think Brian would have probably come in before that. Right. Yeah, and you... And were you, you know, were you were you comfortable to move back down to your? I think you, uh, you did you move back to your old role, straight, or did you stay no. a first team coach then, or something? I uh, know, yeah, I was, uh, I was a football and community officer, obviously, then the caretaker, and then they sort of approached me after the Burnley game, I think it was, which was the last game, and saying there was a point in Brian Laws and Kenny Swain's assistant, would you like to be involved somewhere? And I, I just said, well, I'd like to do the youth team coach job then. So they gave me that. That's how it materialised, really. But there was never at any stage they offered me the manager's job. or, And I, at the time, I didn't really think that way either. I was just glad to do it day to day and game to game. Yeah, and just enjoy the, enjoy the ride. And it was probably sort of not pressure-free, but relatively pressure-free to be running a team, was it? Uh, sort of, but, no. but I was still nervous before a game, obviously, because I wanted the, the, the team to win. Yeah, and you can't affect it in the same way that you can on the pitch either. No, no, that was that was a frustrating bit. You're just relying on your players, and thankfully there was good players, and they gave me the all, and that's all you can ask for. We did have we did have some good players in those days, didn't we? You know, yeah, and, very uh, good. Yeah, uh, I, uh, we've got a, there's, a, there's a there's a show reel on its own of Jim Dobbins' greatest goals. Um, I mean, he, you know, Jim 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 was I think probably underrated a little bit at town. Um, you know, before him we had you and Sean and. And then he played alongside, you know, after Sean had gone, he played alongside Grovesy, who obviously went on to become a club legend. Um, he's maybe under, underrated a little bit. I mean, obviously his goal at Newcastle uh, it sort of stands out. But the more the more that you do the sort of stuff that I do, you you see, you know, there's he scored some lovely goals. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player, Jim. Uh, I think when he came at the time, it, it was sort of me and Sean, and he couldn't quite get into the team really because we we seem to have a good partnership, me and Sean. Uh, and obviously then I think with the season we went up into the championship or the, the old division two, I kept picking up little niggly injuries and Jim used to come in and do a good job alongside Sean. And then obviously when I packed in, it was a natural progression. Then he sort of, he sort of went in the team and played there and scored some good goals. And then obviously at the end of that season as well, Sean went to Sunderland and then Paul Gross came in. So, and it was a new, new midfield partnership then. Which did well yeah. as well. It was. We were we were lucky around that time to have some box to box midfielders that we've that we've rarely had probably for the last twenty years now. Um, you know, Craig Disley, um, Paul Bolland maybe a little bit, but 
yeah, we've we've not had we've not had we've not had many we've not well to be fair in the last ten years we've not had many goal scoring midfielders full stop but that maybe explains a little <laughs> bit about why the Warriors Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just on uh, that, John, you've just obviously touched on it, and and you and Sean obviously had a, a great sort of partnership in midfield. But and uh, obviously we've seen from the goal, obviously you bursting into the box and things. Was the understanding that you had with Sean was that a natural thing? Was there a lot of work went in on the training ground with Alan? Yeah, there was. We used to practice day in and day out. Obviously, if one made a run, the other one sort of sat in. Uh, but then it just came telepathic, really, between me and Sean. Uh, obviously I went through probably a few more times than Sean uh, and obviously I scored a few more Sean used to go through a lot but missed the target <laughs> but, uh, yeah it was a good, good understanding he's a great lad as well good player Sean do you, do you, do you remember the uh, the penalty that he should have had at home to Bolton Yes, oh, that was right. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 uh, we, um, <laughs> that, that, this, I still get people angry about that every year, thirty years on. Uh, we played Bolton in a top of the table clash at home, and we lost one nil. And Sean got absolutely side in the area. And, was, uh, was it one nil or nil nil? No, I think we lost one nil. Um, I could yeah. be wrong. I, 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 I could be wrong, but um, either way, we, we, we didn't score. And no. um, and Sean uh, got absolutely side, and the linesman was flagging for a penalty, and the ref chose to ignore him. That was right, yeah. I remember that, yeah. The crowd and the players and the, and Rolly and John, everybody just went absolutely mental. Right. Um, but uh, I, I didn't see what, I don't remember what Alan was doing, but I'm sure he wouldn't sat down. No, he wouldn't have done, no. He'd have been out of his chair. But, uh, but yeah, I've got down, the next thing I've sort of got on here is that I don't remember. Did, did you have a caretaker spell after Brian Laws left? Because... Yeah. Yeah, is, did, that, is yeah. that correct? Uh, how did that come about? Because obviously Kenny Swain was his assistant and then Kenny then became got appointed until the end of the season. How did it work out that you had a couple of weeks as caretaker? Yeah, it was a strange one, really. Uh, I was a youth team coach and I'd, I'd just come back from training and uh, Mr Carr rung me up and asked me if I'd pop and see him. And I went to see him and he said, oh, we're getting rid of, of Brian. And usually, usually in them days, Brian went and his team went, which obviously Kenny. And uh, I said, oh, what about Kenny? And he said, oh, no, he's staying. Which I thought unusual, the youth team coach going above the assistant manager. But that's how he wanted it, Mr. Carr. Uh, and so he appointed me. But it, it was, it sort of left a funny vibe, really, between me and Kenny, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't think he was too happy about it. Uh, but... Obviously, I did it for two games. I think it was two, yeah. And then he appointed uh, Kenny as manager. Yeah, it's just, it just I, I don't remember it at the time. And I, it just seemed, like you say, it just, when I, when I read it, it just seemed odd that you'd done this, this couple of games. And then, and then, yeah. and then, Ken, and then Kenny then got to the job till the end of the season. And yeah, um, it's, it's I, sort of after the, the second game, Mr. Carr was sort of asking me if I wanted the job. They wanted me to do the job. <clears throat> I just thought we was, we was lacking a couple of players and I wanted to sign a couple of players to give us a realistic chance of staying in the division. Uh, we needed a centre-half and a central midfielder. And uh, I'd sort of looked at a couple of players, which we could have got at the time. Andy Hessen-Tyler, he was at Gillingham at the time. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's, he's needed yeah, he's... someone like that as a leader. And uh, obviously Gunnar Hall, a lad called Gunnar Hall, he was at Oldham. Yeah, he went on to play for Bradford, didn't he? I think in the That's Premiership it, for a little bit. And Leeds, yeah, that was right. Yeah, 
Uh, could have got them in both of them for about 250000 but the club didn't want to spend any money. So, you know, I, I didn't take it. And uh, Kenny said he could keep the team up with the players he'd got and didn't want to spend any money. So uh, that's how they appointed him. And I went that back to the youth team job. That doesn't sound like Grimsby putting cash over cents. <laughs> because it was, it was. I don't know if you remember or if you were at that game, John, when um, Brian's last game at Old, against Oldham when we lost 3-0. Given the current state of the club, I, I can't remember a game with a more toxic atmosphere. Yeah. I remember we went 2-0 down and Gunnar Hall scored the last two within the last couple of minutes. Yeah. And I remember a gentleman running onto the centre spot and sitting on it to stop the game restarting. That was right, yeah. I think we'd, we'd been playing, the youth team had been playing and, and we'd got back, we usually got back from youth team games on a Saturday about half-time-ish. And I'd got back about then. And yeah, I remember a toxic atmosphere, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then obviously, um, with, with speaking of Andy, his brother, his son, sorry, was playing with us up until last season, wasn't he? Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I went an odd time and I saw him play. Yeah, yeah, nothing like his, his dad. His dad was a real good player, which... It'd have been all right playing for Grimsby, he would. Yeah, do you, do you think? Do you think that season then we we, we missed Grosey massively? Yeah, that's what I said. We needed a central midfielder leader, and that's why I thought of Andy Ass and Tyler, and that we had needed a centre half as well. Uh, but yeah, you, you tend to miss important players. You can't just keep going and think everything will be the same. And uh, you know, Paul Groves was an important player at the time for Grimsby. And so, and so it proved the following season then. That, 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 that's a nice link. Um, he um, sort of, we obviously got relegated that season and then um, you then you then became assistant under Alan when he came back. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a sort of strange one as well because uh, I, was, I was doing the youth team and obviously we had no manager. We both gone, <coughs> got rid of Kenny and then Alan rung me up and... Uh, he said, oh, I'm on my way, way over from Birmingham, where he was living at the time. He said, you're appointing me as Grimsby manager. I went, all right, congratulations, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he said, I need to speak to you. So, you know, I, I thought he was bringing Arthur and Richard O'Kelly back, you see, in similar roles. So I met him and uh, he said, oh, Arthur, man's not coming. Will you be my assistant? So I said, yeah, and uh, the rest was history, really. And that was another season, wasn't it, that started slowly. Um, and, you know, yeah. he, was under, he was under a bit of pressure first couple of the months, wasn't it? Not, not that you would probably get rid of somebody in the first couple of months, but results certainly didn't go the, the right way. But we'd got the money, we, we, we had a bit of money, didn't we, from the sale of John Oster and that Clive Mendonca. Um, yeah, yeah, Cl- Clive was sold in the summer before Alan came back, because uh, I think he'd have liked to have kept Clive. Uh, but then, obviously, when he came back, he, he sort of asked me if we've got anyone. I just said, oh, John Oster's highly rated. I knew there was a few clubs looking at John. Uh, and then he managed to sort of sell him for 1.7, was it? 1.7 million? Yeah, something like so. that, wasn't it? Yeah, and that enabled us to get five or six decent, experienced players in, which was obviously what the club needed. Yeah, it was a good, you know, you know and, and you know, to reach Wembley and and all that sort of thing. What what are your what are your sort of highlights of that season? Obviously, sort of obviously the the Wembley, the days at Wembley, and going and watching, you know, being assistant manager as your hometown team does that at Wembley. What what yeah. what, what are your main memories of that season? Yeah, that was great. Really, obviously, once we it took a while for us to get going. Like I said, when I first come to the club as a player, it sometimes takes half a season. But I think it was probably ten or eleven games before the. 
players all gelled into what we was trying to do with them. And then we went on just a really good run, uh, especially at home. We were sort of always unbeaten at home. And that managed to sort of get us through. And we had that good cup run in the uh, auto windscreens. I remember, remember the two games against Burnley. Chris Waddle, Chris Waddle was manager of Burnley then. And he was speaking a bit like Brian Robson used to do. I oh, will beat little Grimsby and we'll be going to the final. And it was it was nice that we beat him, especially the second game at uh, Turf Moor there. He was soon out on his hoof, wasn't he? After yeah. that. Yeah, he was, yeah. So uh, that, they, that sticks out, them two games. Burnley at home and Burnley away in the semi-final, the auto windscreen. And then obviously the auto windscreen game against Bournemouth. That was a great game from both sides, really. Just wanted to play football the right way. It was um, the, the the Burnley away leg is probably my my only regret real real regret that I didn't go. Um, yeah, and, it, was, uh, it was a it great was, night that was really good. We we weren't expect no one was expecting us to do anything and it was all talk about Burnley going to the final and all this and that and we ended up winning two 0 and it's good nights when they're like that. I think Lee, Lee Nogan got the first, didn't he? A bit of a scram, bit of a bit of a scruffy goal, and then yeah. uh, and then Kevin Donovan. Uh, I'm sure he'll 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 he'll, he'll uh, want his what I mentioned, but he uh, he scored a really good goal for the second one past Chris Woods. That was it, yeah, yeah. Because they had a decent, experienced team, yeah. But uh, Kev was a good player, yeah. He scored some important goals for the club. So then I think he he scored the goal again. In about seven games later, we managed to get in the playoffs. Got to the final against uh, Northampton. Different sort of a game from the Bournemouth game. And uh, Kev got the goal in that one. So, uh, yeah, did well, Kev Donovan. But we had some good players as well. What were your thoughts on the um, tackle from Pesky Salido in the semi-final there, John? Oh, oh, that one against Fulham? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was shocking, that. Yeah, deserved to go in that. That, that was yeah. That was another game in the uh, playoffs that sticks out as well in that season as well. The two games against Fulham, both home and away, uh, pressure games because they had a lot of experienced players. Obviously, experienced manager in Kevin Keegan. Uh, but it was yeah, two two good games there as well. So that'd probably be my highlights. A, a, a lot of people have that Fulham atmosphere as one of the best atmospheres that they that they remember. I mean, obviously not going back to crowds of twenty thousand, but. We were all seated by then, and there were probably eight thousand or eight and a half thousand in the ground, nine thousand maybe. But a lot have that down as one of the best atmospheres that Fulham game. Yeah, that was a great night. That yeah, and, and you got to say as well because they were sort of favourites to go up and everything like that. Uh, Kevin Keegan was good as gold after the game. Came up into the manager's office, stayed stayed about twenty minutes with me and Alan, and was pleased for us. Do you know what I mean? As much as he must have been hurting and gutted. Uh, but that showed what sort of bloke he was, Kevin Keegan. Lovely man. Uh, but then they, they went and did it the following year, didn't they? They got up the following year, won it easy. And then I think, yeah. did, he get, did he go to Newcastle then? Or did he get the England job after about a I year? He got the England job, didn't he? Yeah, he might have done. Did one season in, in the Premier League, didn't he, with Fulham, and then got the England job. Yeah, that's right. But lovely bloke, nice manager. Yeah, I remember he, I, I even just from the from the side on the outside looking in, just his interviews and just very gracious and and it was the same. I don't know where where, where you were you were probably youth team, but when or, or community, but when we beat them at, at St James's in '92, when with the famous Dobbing goal, he was. I just remember turning on the radio on six oh six on Radio Five or whatever it was then. Radio, I don't know what station it was, but and um, 
in those days, the you know the fact that Newcastle had lost was a bigger um, story than anything in the first division as it was then. Yeah, because there was due to break the record, I think, 11 wins on the trot. And obviously we beat them. Uh, but yeah, he was good as a goal then because he went onto the team bus at the end before Grimsby left St. James's Park and wished them all well, which is nice, isn't it, that? I just remember I just remember turning on the radio, like I say, on the way home. And in those days, you had no social media or anything like that. It was just basically, you know, you were heading back down the A1. I just remember sitting in the car and with it on and, and he uh, he just he just said, you know, somebody sort of said, oh, what was the problem today? And he just said, don't talk about my team, you know, talk about yeah. Grimsby because they've, you know, they, they deserve to win today. And I mean, to be fair, I think Dobbin at the bar, I think we hit the bar or the post twice. That's um, right. Yeah, played, you know, played well. It was, a, it was a great performance. 900 of us in the corner there were, and it was it was special. It was <laughs> yeah, special. great ground as well, that one. But yeah. And then um, my last couple of lines that I've got here. Um, obviously, you, Alan, then left in August 2000, which which caused a stir at the time, because I think we'd just drawn at Portsmouth or something. Yeah, um, Portsmouth away. And... Uh, and uh, I think, but didn't we have a new board around that time? And they'd got they'd got other ideas, I think. And yeah. um, and then you, you you stayed on with Lenny. That's right. Yeah, I did. Uh, when was it? I think it was. We played Portsmouth away, travelled back from there, and then on I think it was the Monday. Uh, Alan rung me before I'd, we'd gone into training and said, uh, "Oh, the chairman will be ringing you soon, John." He said, "They've sacked me. I couldn't believe it." Uh, so so sudden as well uh, and then obviously the chairman rung me asked me to go to the club met him and he said oh will you take the club on till we appoint a new manager that was uh, Brian Oxford who was I think the vice chairman wasn't he yeah mm. uh, but there was a new it was a newish board yeah and they had, like you said they had different ideas of who they wanted and things like that so I did I can't remember I think we played Carlisle maybe in a cup game, two-legged thing. Yeah, we won three-one, uh, I think, didn't we? We won, yeah, three was it? Yeah, beat them three, and then I think that was it. And then on the Friday of that week, uh, the chairman came to see me and said, "Oh, we're appointing Lenny Lawrence tomorrow, uh, and he wants to meet you." So I went to meet him and had a chat, and he wanted me to stay on. So, so I did. Uh, and then that was the day before the Sheffield Wednesday. We lost 1-0 at home, Sheffield Wednesday, on the Saturday. Then Lenny took over on the Monday. But Lenny, Lenny was a nice bloke. I got on well with Lenny. He was all right. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the town fans really took to Lenny for some strange reason, but I certainly did. He was all right. Nice bloke. I think he, he, he wanted to try and take us on to the next level, didn't he? Um, did do. Lenny did, yeah. Lenny was ambitious. Uh, but obviously... I don't know. The club thought differently, really. But uh, we still had some good times. Obviously, the goal that uh, I managed to beat, Phil, Phil Jevons's goal, uh, that was a great that was a great night. Liverpool away in the cup. Uh, we had some good games, good odd games, and then the last game of the season to stay up as well against Fulham at home when we beat them. Uh, so we had some good times with Lenny. Obviously, uh, and then I think uh, someone else came as owners on the board and. They got rid of me and Lenny. Yeah, I um, uh, that, that just going back to the, the Anfield thing. I think in my time, that's probably the biggest achievement. You know, if you've if you've got your top games and you've got your two Wembleys, your, your first two Wembleys, and 
and the the Nathan Arnold Wembley that you know the, the the 2016 Wembley was special to the fans because we'd been in non-league for so long. Yeah. Um, but then you know for me Newcastle away the Dobbin game that I was lucky enough to be at, um, and then um, you know Anfield is probably the biggest achievement we've had because obviously the other op- the other opponents were all at your level. Yeah, and, and and the fact that yeah, yes, you know, Lenny. There's an interview with Lenny after where he says, you know, that they basically had out their strongest team. It wasn't their strongest team, but it was the strongest team they had available to them. Yeah, yeah, they had a strong team out that night, and they they was gracious in defeat as well. I must admit, it's nice when managers like that. Gerard Hooley was a manager, and uh, went into the like the although it's not a boot room, it used to be the old boot room that you was, used to hear stories about uh, when Bill Shankly and all them were managers. Yeah, uh, we got invited back into a little room, and they was gracious and Sammy Lee. Yeah, so it's credit to them that people like that, as gutted they would have been, as losing to us, uh, that they're still inviting in for a drink after the game. I think I think that's almost the thing. I mean, it was that 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 winning goal. Just you know, to win to win with a goal like that in the last minute of extra time in front of six and a half, seven thousand town fans in the Anfield Road end. It's just, yeah. it's just it doesn't get any, it doesn't get any better than that. No, you know, and I mean, older fans than me will will talk back to Everton, and that was the same sort of thing. The Alamo, and you know, and all these efforts cleared off the line, and now Everton, you know, Everton won the league, and you know, they, they you know, they won the I think they won they won the UEFA Cup or the Cup Winners Cup, sorry, um, you know, and that that was probably that was probably a bigger achievement because in those days the teams didn't change, but but in my time that was the biggest achievement achievement we've had winning at Anfield, and and, and to win it in that way in the last minute of extra time. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was because, like you just said, we was under pressure for most of the game. They had, they had a good team. Had a uh, corner, think... didn't we? We had one whole corner. I remember that. Oh, was it one? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alex, we scored twice. We scored <laughs> twice. Come on, Marlon, Marlon, Marlon Brooms gets overshadowed. We celebrated it like it was a goal, but I remember. I just remember Alan Powton's bicycle kick for a clearance. Oh yeah, that was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it was certainly the Alamo that night, but you know we hung in there, defended really well, had a bit of luck, which you need, and then thank, thankfully Jevo came up with that great strike. That's just just made me just made me sort of think. Really, I get a lot of messages on the on, on Twitter and, and stuff about Danny Coyne um, was around. You know, he was the he was sort of, he won Player of the Year twice around that time, which was probably when you and Lenny and then you know were were manager. Yeah. Was he probably the best keeper that we've that we've had at you while you've been sort of at town? I, I think while I've been watching, which is obviously like I say a similar period. I mean, Steve Sherwood was good at first. Aidan Davison was good in ninety seven, ninety eight. But I think for the for how long he did it, Paul Crichton was a good keeper. We've been a bit blessed, really. But I think Danny Coyne was probably the best keeper that I I've seen at town. Yeah, I think Danny Danny's probably the best shot stopper, definitely. Uh, Paul Crichton was up there, was a good keeper. Working with him day in day out, he's a good keeper. Aidan Davison was very very good. I thought in this in that season we went up. Uh, so yeah, we've been fortunate really. But I wouldn't like to say which one, which one no. would be the best out of them three. We had some we had some good pick, we had some good keepers in those days, didn't we? Yeah, definitely so. Yeah, but yeah, maybe Aidan Davison might be for well, that one season. I was he was a good lad, Aidan. Do you want to yeah. go on to some questions, Bruce? I'll just uh, I'll just give a couple of the quick well, quick ones out of the book, and then we'll uh, and then I'll, I'll hand over to you guys for a couple of the questions that we've had yeah, sent in, shall I? Right then, John. Let's test you. Oh, nice easy one then. Pre-match meal. Uh, beans on toast. Yes. 
We're off and running. <laughs> favorite, favorite. Oh, this is, I like this one. Favorite food and drink. Oh, uh, Please don't say beans on toast again. No. Uh, uh, spaghetti bolognese. Spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, and uh, the drink. The, the drink is very, very eighties, nineties. Oh, lager. Lager tops. Lager top. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Uh, favorite music. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. No, I've got here. I've got Phil Collins. Bob, oh, Bob, Bob, Bob Seger, is it? Bob Seger, yeah. And Chris Rea. Yeah. yeah. Worst, worst music was house music and rap music. Yeah, that's about, still is. Yeah. Uh, Favourite actor and actress in 1990? Uh, Paul Newman. Clint Eastwood and Kim Bassinger, you dirty old All dog. Right. I wonder why I went for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Uh, right, I'll do one more. Two, oh, no, two more, sorry. Uh, Favourite film? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Scarface and Killing Fields. Al Pacino, yeah. Al Pacino, Scarface, yeah. Yeah, and then your favourite TV programmes were Blackadder, Only Fools and Horses, and uh, advice for would-be professional footballers, be a winner and never give up. And that's yeah, me that's done. that's about right, yeah. Alex, over to you. Okay, so um, I think we've probably answered the first. Can you see the questions as well, Bruce? Yep, yep. Cool, brilliant. So I think we've probably answered the first one, haven't we? About um, after three caretaker roles at the club, do you wonder what might have been and have any regrets? I think we've touched on that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's go. And then uh, so uh, one here as well. So going back to the the uh, the uh, competition winning goal, was that your favourite goal for town or was there a, another one that sticks in your memory that you're you're proud of? It was, it was up there. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you which one I liked quite a lot, but obviously it was away from Bundle Park was... I scored one once at Crew away from about 30 yards. And uh, that, that was one of my favourite ones. And then obviously the Doncaster one, uh, which he showed earlier in the FA Cup. That was a, that was a cracking strike. Um, yeah, it's a heck of a strike, that. Obviously, as a, as a team goal, probably the one that's won it, the Huddersfield one, yeah. So uh, when you found yourself alone in the box with the Exeter keeper and the ball at your chest in 91... Were you expecting the flag to go up? I think we've got a couple of questions around this. <laughs> no, no, I was on side. <laughs> yeah, the line, that's what the Lino said. Yeah, still... Why would the flag go up if I was on side? <laughs> so, so Trevor, who also asked, were you offside? There's your answer. There's the answer, Trevor, yeah. <laughs> Never in doubt. No. Just, just glad there's no VAR around. Yeah. Well, um, you actually watch it in slow motion. I'm actually well behind that. Obviously, Exeter were holding a high line on the edge of the box, and I was well behind that to start with. So I was a late run when obviously Futch played it over the top of them. So yeah, I was definitely onside. <laughs> someone else that one up. So someone <laughs> else has asked, um, uh, "What's the best? Who's the best player you've played with?" Uh, and they've given a couple of examples of Futch or Bertels, but is there anyone yeah. in particular that sticks to mind? Yeah, they've probably got them right there. Obviously, Gary came to both both experienced players had a big influence on the team because we was a youngish team really at that time, uh, and both did really well. But probably Futch just edges it, just because he was class. Got on really well with him. Tragic loss when he died. Just on a, a similar lines, John, I don't know if you'd be happy to share this or not, but when you were involved in the club, you know, coaching and your assistant manager and caretaker roles, who was the best player you managed? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'll tell you, it was, it was 
Wayne Burnett was a real skillful player, you know. Yeah, Wayne Wayne was Wayne would probably be up there as one of them. Uh, right. Some good ones, yeah. It's difficult, that one, really. We've been fortunate to have some decent players. I'll tell you who did really well but struggled with injury. I quite liked him as well. Richard Smith, when he came as a defender. Okay, from, yeah. From Leicester. Yeah, but he just unfortunately struggled with injuries. But he was a good player. Obviously, never ended up playing a lot of games for Grimsby. But Wayne would probably be up there. Skillful player, Wayne. Do you want to do the next one again? Grosie, yeah, Grosie, sure. Sorry, Grosie, Grosie was a machine, John, though, wasn't he? He didn't miss, yeah, many, diff- yeah, he, he didn't yeah, miss diff- many games. No, no, a bit like Sean. Sean never missed many games. Sean Cunnington. Uh, probably the only difference there, I'd probably say Paul Gross scored more goals than Sean, but uh, equally good players. So, um, I think we may have touched on these a little bit, certainly your best moment, but uh, Mike has asked, um, what was your best and your worst moment with town? Right. Uh, my best moment for Grimsby was signing for him as a player. Obviously, I'd always wanted to be a professional, but I just thought maybe time had passed me by because I was 27 when I signed for Grimsby. Uh, that was probably up there as the best one, other than some of the goals I've mentioned. That, that was always good, scoring goals. Uh Worst moment? Uh, two, really. Obviously, one when I got injured and had to pack in playing. And then the other when I got finished from the club. Yeah, it, it sounds... You could tell, and obviously I don't want to delve too much into it, but you can tell, obviously, it still kind of sits with you a little bit, that one, to be honest, John. So Yeah, the, you know. both do, Ian, to be fair. Obviously, when I got injured and had to pack up. But obviously, the second one I mentioned as well, that does still suit me, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, Steve then uh, has asked uh, who do you consider to be the best central midfielder partner you had for town and why oh uh, I'll probably I just mentioned earlier between the two Groves and Sean I'll probably go for Sean because I played with him a lot of games and we had a great understanding and he was a great leader great player fully committed and Nice lad off the pitch as well. And he, he just unfortunate that he didn't score as many as he deserved to because he got through quite a few times. But yeah, I'd, I'd say Sean Cunnington. You can't say deserved when you were blaming him for not hitting the target earlier on. <laughs> yeah, he used to put his boots on the wrong feet. <laughs> well, I think you're probably a braver man to tell him that than I am, in fairness. No, he's all right, Sean. Nice lad. Um, so uh, just last one that I'll have, excuse me, ask and then hand back over to Alex. And, and again, I think you've kind of touched on this earlier on. Uh, we're talking about being, uh, you know, local guy and a town fan and everything. But uh, did you know how much the town fans loved you and still indeed do, of course, with being uh, voted with the greatest goal as well? Yeah, it's obviously it's obviously nice. I think I mentioned earlier in the interview, I, I was lucky really that I've always had a great relationship with the fans, whether it's because I was local or uh, the way I played. But obviously, even now, it's it's like nice that people come up to me still and talk about, oh, yeah, when you played John and this and that. It's nice and, that, you know, I really appreciate it. But I think maybe a lot of them look back and think, well, I was a town fan before I played for Grimsby. But maybe that has got something to do with it as well. And then um, we'll sort of wrap up in the last couple. So, um 
I was going to say anonymous said, but I don't think that's his name. Uh, which town player in the last five years would have got into the sides you played in back in the day? Well, I haven't seen loads of games, probably a you. dozen at maximum over the last five years. You lucky devil. <laughs> and uh, I'd say none. I mean, I, I don't think I can argue with that. I think I think that's a fair comment. To be fair, yeah. I, I've seen I've seen more than enough of them. <laughs> I think yeah, you could change you not, could change that to the last fifteen years. Right, that's not being arrogant. That's just a, just an honest view from twelve games I've probably seen over the last five years. Only the last one that you could probably say of the quality would be someone like Ryan Bennett. I'd imagine who went on then to play for Wolves and yeah, I, I, I only saw young. him once, and I think that he was still youngish and he just played it right back. And he did okay, but nothing nothing that had got in front of Macca. No. John uh, McNair, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard now. That's the, we should have we should have picked a better nickname for McEwen. Um yeah, yeah. who uh, so uh, Christine asks as well, what if any decision do you think in hindsight might have changed as a player or in management? I think that's Oh. Uh, any decision. Uh yeah, I think sometimes you look back and think, say, in the second role as caretaker manager, if I say, even though they wouldn't give me any money to buy a couple of players, I just wonder at times if I'd have took it on, we could have stayed up or I could do something with the team. I don't know, but that's it's not something I regularly think about. I, I've got no regrets, really, other than one that Ian mentioned uh, in a couple of questions ago. Uh, other than that, I've got no regrets of other than one thing of when I was at Grimsby. Brilliant. And then Steve, for the last question, who was the best player you came up against when you were playing for town? Oh, best player. Uh, I sort of, I sort of find this one an hard one because we was fortunate that we had a good team and we sort of generally got on top of everybody, every team we played against really. I think if I, I won't say he was the best player I played against, but the diffi- most difficult opponent was my debut away at Cambridge United. And uh, I was centre-half, obviously, when I first signed for Grimsby. And I came up against a player called George Riley, uh, big centre-forward, six foot four. Ended up signing for Watford with Graham Taylor's team. He was just an awkward customer. And uh, that would probably be... Uh, the hardest opponent, but he wasn't the best player I played against, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and gentlemen, have you got any more questions before? I think that's it. We've 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 answered the thirst of town fans' knowledge. No, not from me. Not from me. I just really appreciate you coming on, John. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no problems. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it, and obviously, I thank all the fans who voted me uh, the winner. We'll sort, I, we'll, we'll, sort out a, we'll sort out a trophy and some beers after uh, after lockdown. Yeah, the second the second word sound nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll put you down on the list because uh, Doc Beers are quite nice at sending us a few crates over every now and then. We'll just all put right, you down yeah, as one of the team. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's where JT and Nigel Lowther hang out a bit, don't they? I think yeah, yeah. Well, normally, yeah, normally well, they I, do. I, well, I saw them both on Sunday anyway, and they had Doc's Beers bobble hats on, so I'm presuming they hang out in there. <laughs> oh dear and there, and there we end probably Alex yeah John thank you again for coming on uh, really appreciate it